It's time to shut up and listen with your host, Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson, the podcast where we get real about marketing, personal branding, and life as an entrepreneur. Carla, you ready? I'm ready. It's time to shut up and listen. Let's go. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. I am Jamila Bannister, one of your co-hosts, and it's me, it's Carla, your other co-host, and welcome to Shut Up and Listen, eh? Come up and listen. And if you're wondering what was that we were playing just now, that was in sync. In yes. honor of our guest tonight, not James, no. But Liz, the number one fan of NSYNC. Welcome, Liz. Oh, my Hi, God. Liz. Thank you so much. That was the best intro <laughs> I think <laughs> I've ever had. Thank listen, you. Listen, so NSYNC made me forget the name of my own podcast. That's the power of boy bands, guys. Oh, <laughs> yes, amen. Yes, it's so great, guys. So let me just tell you. Now, if you guys have been tracking me and Carla and myself you know that Liz Wilcox spoke at the Brand Prince Summit last year and she spoke about having confidence and really being able to apply that to your business so let me read a little bit of Liz's bio so you get to know her right she is a fantastic copywriter so Liz is a serial entrepreneur who, who specializes in email marketing she helps freelancers and professionals alike package their magic and turn it into emails that convert. In a previous life, Liz was an education major that never actually got a teaching job, right? Now today, Liz teaches people how to build online relationships and make sales through email marketing. And one more very special fact about Liz is that she's probably NSYNC's biggest fan, which is exactly what landed her on this episode because i am also a big fan of nsync i thought i was big what whoa there's no beating list <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right uh thank that's you so the- much that was a great intro i wonder who wrote that wow she's a really good writer <laughs> <laughs> So guys, um, in this episode, we are going to be talking about why boy bands or what makes boy bands so amazing at marketing. And even after all this time, I'm not going to even say the word years, but after all this time, we are still enormous fans of them from Boys to Men, the Backstreet Boys to NSYNC. Yes, we are kids from the 90s and uh, we claim it and we own it and we still enjoy um, a good ending to a wedding and other at other times as well. So I'm really excited to start this conversation. So Liz, can you tell the people about you and uh, tell us about um, your love for ending? When did it start? Why did it start? <laughs> we have in devotion oh, to NSYNC. yes. Tell us, yeah. tell us about it. Yeah, and then I promise we'll segue into marketing for those of you who are like, uh, I was more into like emo back in the day. So yeah, um, like 
Jamila said, I'm Liz Wilcox and I love boy bands. It is true. I also love digital marketing and my specialty is email marketing. So, you know, when you listen to podcasts like this or, you know, you watch a webinar and the guru on the screen, he, he says something like, oh, if only I would have taken my email list more seriously, I could have doubled this, you know, email marketing, that's where it's at. And so, you know, you, you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to Liz, I, I just heard that podcast and you go to, you know, open your convert kit or active campaign or whatever email service provider you're using. And yeah, I'm going to email my people today because they, everybody says it's so dang important. Um, and then you promptly, you know, just sit there for about 30 minutes trying to get like, decide whether you're going to say hey or hello. Um, cause you have no idea what to say. <laughs> I help you completely eliminate that like, Ooh, feeling. Um, I just make, I make writing emails really simple for folks, um, because I'm a two-step chick. I don't like to do anything that's hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm still listening to the same music uh, for the last 25 years, um, yeah. because it's just too hard to switch. Right. Um, yeah. why well, fix it if it's not broken? So that's my specialty. And as far as NSYNC goes, um, and all boy bands, I know Carla, you said your boys are the boys to men, right? <laughs> love them. I wanted to marry them, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whew, I'm, I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> I'm nervous. Um, yeah. So I started, you know, I was born in 1988. So around 1996, 97, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all that, you know, TRL started to become a thing. Music videos started to become really you know, super popular for boy bands. And um, I'll never forget the moment that I saw NSYNC. I came down the stairs, my brothers were watching TRL or MTV. And I saw the I Want You Back video. And I was like, who is that? And they said, oh, I don't know. It's the Backstreet Boys or something. I said, that is not the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, there was just something inside of me that knew these these uh, young men were different and they were the ones for me. And it's just kind of, <laughs> gone from there and just in the in the last few years actually it was a couple years ago I was at a conference and I was walking I was in uh Disney Springs in Orlando and I saw these women wearing in sync memorabilia and I beelined you know I almost knocked somebody over and I said oh my gosh I love in sync and oh we have an in sync podcast and I said, what? No way. I'm at a marketing <laughs> conference. If you need help marketing it, let me know. And mm -hmm. I took their card and I started listening and I really got super back into, um, into my NSYNC fandom. If you're watching the podcast, you can't see this, but I'm holding up my NSYNC puzzle. This is brand new. I just got this in the mail last week. Like this, my laptop right now is being held up by my NSYNC Funko Pops. I'm wearing Justin Timberlake drive myself crazy music video earrings. I'm look, I'm in sync is everywhere in my house. Um, and just in the last couple of years, since I've become obsessed with them again, I've, you know, and I also do digital marketing and email marketing. I was like, wow, I think, you know, I think I've there's a few fundamental things about boy bands um, in general that really make it so um, you know, it's a long lasting brand and why they're so freaking popular and what they do well and how we can replicate that in our own businesses. I always tell people, if you go to my website, you'll see it's very nineties. Um, you know, it's like pink and yellow and 
green and all this. And um, I, I find I get the most inspiration for my own marketing from, uh, you know, boy bands and hip hop and pop culture because um, they just do it so well. They just create these, you know, like fanatical brands. And yeah. so I've spent the last year or so really dissecting this and I'm super excited um, to share it with you today. Well, well, first of all, I have to say that I did not know that there was an ending podcast. So I'm going to I look for it. <laughs> I'm going to look for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They actually, they, they did an entire year. I think they had 52 episodes and then they quit. And this is just a sign. They actually quit because of online bullying. So don't be really? an online bully. You know, they, they just did it for fun. Not like you and me. And, you know, if you're listening, your business they were just doing it for fun. And so they ended up giving up, but it's real good. If you're really into NSYNC and you like podcasts, obviously I know you like podcasts. You're listening to this. Um, <laughs> check it out. It is freaking hilarious and awesome. <laughs> that's good. That's so good. I have to put that on my list, Carla. Remind yeah. me to put that on There's my actually list. There's actually like three or four NSYNC podcasts. Like this is, this is what I mean. I know they just, they just went, what? There's, there's like three or four and you know, just go, that's, I had the same reaction, like, holy crap, they haven't made music <laughs> in 20 years. What do they have to talk about? Um, but it's really just that, you know, the fans, the audience, right? They're insatiable. They want more, right? Like they're just, as the cool kids would say, they're real thirsty, right? And so how can, <laughs> how can you create a thirsty brand? <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's, that is the burning that question. Is like, what is it about these boy bands what is it about the because i mean and sync is about oh, choice color you love boys to men um but like they are rabid three boys fans all the fans are rabid in their own right i remember having screaming matches with girls in school because there was a section of my class that liked backstreet boys and there was a section of the class that liked and sync and we used to get into these screaming matches teachers would come to the class to find out what the hell is going what on is right <laughs> That's a, that's a legitimate thing that used to happen, you know, back in the day of Seventeen magazine and that kind of thing mm -hmm. when, you know, people would bring their Seventeen to school and, and that was cool for us. You know, we were Caribbean kids, you know, those magazines weren't everywhere, they were expensive. So when we got, when we got those magazines, those foreign magazines, it was cool, you know, so we had a great time with it. So Liz, what in your opinion is the, is the, is the secret sauce driving this, as you describe it, fanatical type of, um, fan base for boy bands yeah, yeah yeah so we all can't have like super cute blonde hair and six-pack abs so forget that that's not going to create the brand right you know that's not enough there's got to be more than just oh my gosh they're so cute they're so sexy right there's got to be something that you know 20 years later you know I'm still staring at them every day on my walls <laughs> Um, and teaching my daughter to do the same. So I've broken it down into just basically four things that I noticed, not just in sync, but um, boy bands and really, you know, like any real huge like pop culture phenomenon that, uh, that they do that really causes them like great fanatical, rabid <laughs> success. I'm picturing like girls, like you said, screaming matches. It's like a true house divided, right? <laughs> like, yes. like, so the first thing, and this, you know, you can hear this all day long, um, but you know, boy bands, uh, 
like they were just talking about that, you know, a house divided, the classroom, you know, the girls are screaming, you know, oh, give me, you know, give me that J14 magazine. I want, I've got to see it, right? <laughs> Is these boy bands, they've got the right message for the right people. Mm-hmm. They are not, you know, because we're talking about, oh yeah, there was, you know, there was the the BSB boy or girls on one side and the NSYNC ladies on the other. It's like, well, there were boys in your classroom. Where are that? Where are they? Like, that's not for them in general, right? You know, was, yeah. If they're gonna, if they catch some of the boys that are, you know, excited about their songs, that's great. But that's not who they're talking to. And so, in your own brand, you've got to figure out what your message is. And who is it for? And if you can really niche down like that, that like that's where you get the, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a screaming fan. Hopefully, hopefully that might be a little dangerous if you don't have a squad <laughs> behind you, right? But that's when you get someone that opens up your emails, that checks your Instagram stories, joins your Facebook group, tells their friends like, oh my gosh, you've got to listen to Carla's podcast. It's so good, Right. Um, because you know who you're talking to. And that was something that I even asked before we hit the record button. I was like, okay, ladies, who are we talking to? Cause yeah. I'm the, the, and of course we're talking about boy bands. So I can assume who we're talking to, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't pitch this podcast interview, uh, topic to every podcast out there. Um, but you've got to have the right message for the right people. Um, don't try to be everything for everyone. Think about, uh, you know, we were making the parallels, the song that you heard at the beginning of the intro, Carla was like, oh yeah, they're definitely trying to be like boys to men. Like they've got the <laughs> slow jams, the beat, the way that they're like, you know, kind of synchronized grinding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think they're on the beach in that video. They are. Um, you know, they, they knew that they were going to pick up the same people or s- similar people to boys to men. And so, you know, they started out with that message too. And then, you know, they're not trying to pick up other people that don't resonate with that. I'm thinking of, so back in like 1999, 2000, there was a huge, like, you know, Eminem, Marshall Mathers, yeah. he also started getting basically just as popular but oh my gosh, you know, totally he different. Anti. He was anti-pop. Yes. Everything yes. the opposite of pop. That's what he was. Right. He and of course, so. yeah. And of course, there's going to be some people that like, I like both. Like I can listen to them back to back, but that's, you know, but at the time it was like, I had to listen to one or the other. Right. <laughs> and, mm. um, you know, even in a lot of Eminem songs, you know, he says like NSYNC stinks. I mean, I think he says, I just used NSYNC a lot because it was easy to rhyme, right? And I'm a rapper, right? <laughs> like I didn't really actually have anything against them. It just, you know, it was, it was the thing. Um, but again, they're not, you know, NSYNC is not trying to pick up someone who would like Eminem or Jay-Z or, you know, is listening to the thong song on repeat, <laughs> you know, it's not exactly the same audience. Um, so once you get that right message um, for the right person, you can create that really strong brand. Yeah, that's so true. That's yeah, so you want to say something? Kyla? I wanted to ask. So while you were talking, I was thinking about you know how timing is everything because if you think back, um, I would consider the Jackson Five a boy band. That was the seventies. One hundred percent. Right. 
but it's when pop kind of exploded with your Britney Spears and your Christina Aguilera's and stuff like that. That's when boy bands kind of exploded because even um, boys to men predated um, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC just by a little oh, yeah. bit. Yeah, they predated them. But mm-hmm. when pop exploded, they exploded as well. So I just wanted to talk a little, I would, would love if you could share with the audience, like when it comes to marketing your business and, and putting yourself out there, how important is getting the timing just right? Yeah, well, I think, so let's talk about that. So boy bands, you know, I'm picturing cavemen beating on drums and girls screaming. Like it's just, <laughs> it's always going to be, it's always going to be. And so <laughs> You think maybe the first real, you know, we call it viral nowadays, like the first real like global sensation was probably the Beatles, right? They were a boy band. Look at some of their early stuff. It's very poppy. It's not rock and roll. They're wearing the exact same clothes, (laughs) you know, boy band. And you look at the pictures, you know, Google, uh, what was it? Beatlemania, right? Like that was a real thing. And then the Jackson five and, you know, girls are fainting and screaming and, oh my gosh, you know, and so, and so on and so forth. New kids on the block, boys to men, in sync, Backstreet Boys, you know, and now it's One Direction. K-pop is the new thing. I forget the BTS or something like that. Uh, You know, they're the biggest thing ever, you know, it's going to be that way forever. So it's the same in digital marketing. Um, we lost Jan, but we're going to keep going, right? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Okay. So it's the, it's the same with your marketing, right? Um, you, you know, there's always going to be something, there's always going to be a gap in the market, whatever you serve, right? Um, you know, if you're teaching people about business, that business evolves the way that they were teaching right. 50 years ago, the strategies are different. You know, you're wearing a different suit, <laughs> you know, you're singing a different song, but that formula is still the same and there's there's always going to be a need for it. Um, does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. And so, yeah, definitely right timing. Um, but look at it as, you know, there's always going to be a need. Like, let's say right now I'm, I'm talking about email marketing. That's my specialty. And I found even when I started four and a half years ago, the big thing was tell stories, right? Right connect with your audience. And what I teach people now is actually your ideal reader is very busy. The, you know, the noise on the internet is very busy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably checking. I don't have my phone, but like picture yourself checking your phone, watching TV at the same time while someone else is showing you their phone. Right. And so, you know, I, I see this new trend of like, you know, cutting the stories really short and turning them into personal updates, but it's all that I'm still using email marketing. And even in the nineties, how did we email people? It was more of like an actual newsletter. It looked like a newspaper, right? It's more of that e-commerce. And now even e-commerce is changing the story to go more story-based, more personal, right? So it's all, you know, it's all the same, but getting the timing right. Um, like you're not using Google plus anymore, right? Like that doesn't even exist. You've got to go where your people are just like boy bands nowadays. I mean, think of, you can even think of COVID like concerts, who are the artists that are surviving right now? The ones who were able to get the timing right 
and you know, okay, we can't do concerts. We're going to do Zooms. We're going to do Instagram live. How many hours do we spend on Instagram live those first two months of quarantine, right? Like everyone was just going there. That was getting, that's an example of getting the timing right with your audience. <sighs> that's a good one. <laughs> I jumped into, I jumped into the stratosphere there, guys. I'm back now. You're back. Uh, um, you know, you know what I was, you know what I was thinking and wondering, by the way, um, Thanks for saying that, Liz, and great, great, um, great summary there. But you know, one of the things I was thinking, like these boy bands were pre-social media, pre. yet the intensity was so strong. I mean, girls were crying and fainting. Yeah. They, I mean, the Michael Jackson effect was there with a yes. lot of these yes. guys. There was a right? lot of fighting as well, physical fighting. <laughs> <laughs> When we there was no fighting. It was real. It was real. Yes. yes. It, was it was not a TikTok yes. video. No. Model. It was Vaseline on the face. Yes. Pull out my earrings. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like, Tupac and Biggie are dead. This was real. <laughs> like, <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. Real. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was intense. And I'm just kind of thinking about what do you think about almost like the channels they used to reach people and why were they so powerful you know i have my thoughts on it but what what do you think pre-social media and those entertainers being able to command and keep the attention of their fans for as long as they did and now i mean we are we are we're no longer in the 90s and and sync mm -hmm. is not is no longer at their peak you know <laughs> um, but we still continue to, to to love them and follow them and listen to their music as though you know it's still the 90s so yeah. what is it do you think about um <clears throat> essentially their distribution how they reach people what was it you think kind of drives that longevity and that loyalty yeah this is the perfect segue so we were talking about right timing right and then my next point is they are putting their content everywhere and it was pre-social media and it's really funny you mentioned that because a lot of uh the members of NSYNC and I'm sure other boy bands of that time they said we're so glad we didn't have social media because we would be in so much trouble, like, you know, posting, because sync was like the perfect, you know, pic picture perfect. They were good. You know, they yes. were good boys, you know, yes. Brittany and Justin, you know, oh, how cute, whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, that's a side <laughs> note. So I think what, and how this relates to your business is they're putting their content everywhere, AKA repurposing it. It's the same damn song over and over how many times have you heard bye 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 this year okay especially with the u.s election it was every <laughs> that song was everywhere when uh biden was taking over so or taking office sorry anyway um so and but that their song is able to be repurposed so let's yeah. say they put it on the album um maybe they do a preview of it right you know they're not they're just putting a clip a clip on TRL, right? Like this is what's coming in two weeks, right? That's sort of like a pre-launch. They launched the video. You've got it in a video format. You know, this is before YouTube, you actually had to turn the TV on to watch it. Um, and then, you know, then you get the CD and you get a little, you know, you get all these bonuses, you know, you get all tracks two through 12, right? You don't just get bye, bye, bye. And then, you know, then they're going on tour and you're getting... It's the exact same, you know, piece of content, right? So let's take this podcast, right? You're listening to it right now. 
maybe uh, maybe they turn it into a video, um, maybe they turn it into an Instagram post. You know, it's the same. Liz Wilcox is saying the same thing over and over. You're just seeing it in different places. You know, in sync, boys to men, they're singing the same dang song. <laughs> uh, you know, you're just seeing it in different places. And so now that we have social media, like we because we are used to finding their thing, you know, finding their content in different places. Now we just happen to have social media. So we're looking for it there too. We're looking on YouTube. We're looking on uh, Instagram. Uh, Y'all should follow Lance Bass. He's very funny on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Will Smith too. Will Smith is like the OG Instagram influencer. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast episode though. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Will Smith fan as well. Um, but you know, they, because they're, they're putting their content out in different forms for us, we become used to seeing it in different forms and we, we learn to look for it in different forms, you know, and that extends out to, you know, like you referenced earlier about the 17 magazine, we're looking for content there. And you can do the same with your social medias, your email marketing, um, and you know, your website, podcast interviews, doing things like this, uh, getting media exposure, doing summits, things like that. And I'm not advocating you do all the, you, oh my God, Liz says I've got to do all this stuff where I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna be <laughs> like Justin Timberlake. I'll just, I'll just be a Chris Kirkpatrick, you know. <laughs> no shit. No that was shit. a low, that was a low blow, Liz. Oh, yeah. oh, straight in the gut. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Chris Kirkpatrick is my favorite member, but it, I'm a realist. So. Yes. <laughs> I can respect that. I can respect okay, that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you do that for your brand, you know, and slowly build up, if that seems overwhelming right now, you know, email marketing and Facebook group or, you know, whatever, and just use that same content though. You don't have to create new content. You can repurpose it and put it in different places. And that's, you know, it doesn't get boring. Like I could, I could listen to bye, bye, bye on repeat, which I actually did for the 20th anniversary to try to get the numbers up. I listened to it on repeat for 24 hours. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like when they say I'm the biggest fan, I'm the biggest fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> group effort among the fandom like we're we're here we're alive justin if you're listening come back <laughs> um, uh, but you, you, know, you can do that in your brand as well um does that make sense it does yes cool yes yes it makes a lot of sense and i think those are good lessons to particularly for the 90s kids who may not um who are still struggling to get on to social media and the ones who are still struggling with digital, it's literally taking the process offline and, and putting it online, show up in different places, say the same thing, but show up as often as you can and just let your message get out yeah. there. Yeah. So um, let me, let me speak on that for a sec. You know, you think a lot of people would think, well, I don't want to post this on Facebook and Instagram and my email or, you know, whatever channels you think you're using. I'm not going to post my TikTok to my Instagram. It's the same thing. Um, this is going to sound harsh, but <laughs> no shade, just like the Chris Kirkpatrick joke. Like you're not that important. <laughs> no one is, no one is following you on all those channels. I and, love that you said that because yeah, people and are you, so afraid to post 
because they think oh my god people are going to see the same thing over and over it's like no not everyone is not everyone is not everywhere and you're not everywhere right like you said that right like you are not Justin Timberlake you are not Will Smith like you know I do see the same stuff of theirs because I follow them everywhere but chances are someone's only following you in one place and here's the kicker if they are following you in both places three places four you know wherever you are they really like you they're that front row VIP I hope I get to meet them and they are happy to see your content in different places and they're going to be rooting for you the same way I listened to bye 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 for 24 freaking hours (laughs) in an effort to show these people who haven't made a single in 20 years that I'm still out here they are going to be rooting for you and they are going to want to share your content too. If they truly are following you in all those different places, they, and I don't like this word, but like they are a fan, like they care about you mm-hmm. and they're not going to be annoyed. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. Very true. Because totally. we like seeing things and, 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 I, and I'm glad you actually said that as well, Liz, in terms of they, that person must really be a fan because there are people I follow when I'm on multiple places and i like their content in multiple places right i'm a big fan of chris Doe from the future and i look at his youtube stuff i join every clubhouse room i follow him on linkedin the only place i don't follow him is on instagram because i don't spend a lot of time there anymore um but i like all i watch and i watch the same content two and three times because i like it so much and it's the same thing i suppose with um boy band music you don't watch your video on youtube yes but you're gonna still watch that clip on facebook and on instagram yes that's what you're gonna do so great point liz that was a good one for sure well i'm out okay i'm going i'm gonna leave on the peak uh i don't want this to go downhill and that's that's like in sync that's what they did they were like you know what we're doing really good uh we're we're just gonna leave now you know the backstreet boys no shade to them even though i don't i don't like them um you know, oh my god that was I, just, I just said it i nick carter if you're listening like i'd still go on a date with you but i don't like you <laughs> uh, i think you're married anyway mm-hmm. uh, you know that's the difference so in sync they have this i think this you know crazy fandom this is just a crazy side note because like they left on that good note like mm. mic drop like they just had this amazing, you know, dirty pop tour, all this. They're, you know, we're waiting for the next uh, single. And they're like, oh, we're going to go on a break. And Lance Bass, go, you know, tries to go into space. And JC launches this, like, crazy album that, you know, for being the best singer of all time was kind of sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we, we were, we're still wanting more. Don't yeah. do this to your audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, you know, that's just another thing. Like, you can also leave them wanting more, right? Um, that's just a side note. But I think another thing that makes, you know, someone like me stream Bye 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 for 24 hours. And how can I tell you guys a secret? Sure. I don't even like that song. <laughs> I think it's the worst <laughs> song that was ever made. Really? And it's so funny because to me, it doesn't sound like them, but that's what everyone thinks they sound like. <laughs> it's, just, it's like too, it's like too pop. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm going to be burned at the NSYNC steak now. Um, <laughs> but I think a 
another reason, you know, why someone like me would stream that song, even though they don't like it, you know, like I said, just in an effort to like, you know, show that I'm, I'm part of the community and I want to be recognized for that is that boy bands are really good at cultivating community. Yeah. And that's something you've got to do if you're going to go from where you are to where you want to be. You've got to cultivate some sort of community. And it's the same as, you know, getting that right message. Once you have the right message for the right person, you know, it becomes a little easier to create a community based around them. So think about, you know, the girls screaming and fainting. And, um, you know, that's because that's because Justin Timberlake just touched her hand, right? They yeah. can't create community the way we do with Facebook groups and stuff like that, but they are recognizing their fans. There's a great quote um, that I use when I'm talking about email marketing. Um, it's by a songwriter out of Canada. And she says, you know, without your, without your audience, you're basically standing on stage singing to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. And so think about it, you know, when you, when you're posting on social media and, you know, you're, I wrote an email because Liz said I should, and, you know, I'm listening to this podcast or, you know, it's all for not if you don't know your people and you're not trying to, you know, cultivate some sort of community, like you're just singing, you are just posting, you know, it is all for not, it does, it is going to be trudge in the mud, but when you can get people involved that's when it becomes so freaking exciting. Like, I can't tell you how much I love talking about NSYNC and my brand because, you know, people like Jamila are like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. I also love NSYNC. And now people are tagging me. They're sending, you know, they're sending me videos or, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. That's creating a community. It hasn't, it doesn't even have anything to do with email marketing, really. (laughs) It's just something that I know my ideal person probably likes to, you know, whether it's NSYNC, Boys to Men, or even if it's something like, oh, I hated NSYNC, but I loved, you know, Jay-Z and Eminem. And that's what I was into at that time. Mm-hmm. It just takes them back to whatever they were doing at that time. Right. Or even, you know, there's some older people in my audience that were, you know, maybe seventies or eighties, baby babies. And they're like, oh, NSYNC, psh, new kids on the block or Prince, you know, whatever it is, I'm using music as a way to cultivate the community so I can get my message out even more. And, um, you know, so the way that boy bands do it, you know, they ran contests all the time. How many times did you wish you could enter a contest, right? In the back of the magazine. Um, How many times did they go out, you know, on TRL and they would shut Times Square down and they would go outside and talk to their fans or, you know, you can buy the VIP pass and go talk to them. Even now, um, during, I mentioned the Instagram live during the pandemic, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, I do love you. He he started a live and I mean, he hasn't even done anything, you know, as far as NSYNC related in so long. And he, he was like, you know what? this is a hard time. I'm going to start an Instagram live show. And he started, and I mean, they have no plans to reunite. Yeah. Uh, my heart is breaking. Hang on. 
<laughs> oh, I'm not, I won't cry on a podcast. I won't cry on a podcast. Okay. So they, they have no plans to reunite, but he knows there's still that community there. Yes. And he's still cultivating it. He did a live show. It was like every Wednesday night. I put it in my Google calendar. I went every Wednesday night and he would let you join his group or his live. And he would ask you trivia questions and you won his in-sync memorabilia. Wow. Like he's still cultivating, oh. you know, and yeah. you, can, you can, you can go on YouTube and you can Google something like, uh, just search Justin Timberlake concert, like fan or fan video. And what Justin Timberlake does really well is cultivate this community during his concerts. So, uh, you know, he'll go up and anyone that's, you know, grabbing the phone, you can't see my arm, but I'm like holding out my phone and he'll grab it and he'll take selfies with you as he's singing. Like, are you kidding me? He doesn't have to do that. You know, the man is already famous. He's been famous since 1992 or something. Um, But he knows his community, you know, without his fans, he's singing on the stage to himself. Yeah. And so think about that in terms of like the podcast interview, like even right now, I've been referring to you I don't know you. I don't know if you're driving in your car, riding your bike, but I know someone's listening right now and I need to be talking to them, not Carla, yeah. right? I need yeah. to talk to you. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, does. it does. It definitely yeah. does. And um, I think, yeah, I, I was even seeing ads for O-Town. We haven't mentioned them yet. O-Town, I, I remember them. They were together for a hot minute and then they fell apart. They didn't they're have They're still together. So what? Are you serious? The, the really cute blonde one, you know, like the Justin Timberlake of O-Town. He left the group, but I'm now sure. there's four of them. And they they go on tour. And so really? now they do, it's, I don't forget what it's called, like Pop Odyssey. No, that's an instinct. Anyway, whatever it is. <laughs> it's a big thing and they haven't been able to go because of COVID, you know? And so now they're doing online concerts, you know, they know they've got to keep their community going in order to, you know, keep the engine of O-Town going, right? And, um, you know, it's just really cool to see. So if you're doing a webinar, email marketing, whatever you can do to like reach out to your folks and like really talk to them, say, you know, I see you in those little ways that like, that's the money right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was really good. Oh yeah. That was, I had actually had no idea that Otan was around. And as you were speaking there about concerts, I just had a flashback of a memory. And I just had to say it. I remember when MTV had the show called Fanatic and there was one girl who met NSYNC and I was dying inside. I was like, I wish that was me. I <laughs> wish that was me. We were watching that at the same time, we were both crying. There was a collective energy of sadness. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to die. I was like, I wish I could be in Fanatic on MTV. Gosh. Yes, kids. Yes, we 90s kids. We are, we are 90s kids. <laughs> I am proud. And then... I'm very proud, yes. Yeah. And so the last point that I want to bring up, because I could seriously talk all day, so I have to wrangle myself. I have notes here. Because mm-hmm. uh, most people don't let me talk about boy bands on and yes. on. So I was like, I better make notes. So I don't, you know, start like thirsting over JC's abs or something. Stretchless. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the cards. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I've done in my business. I've actually 
owned three businesses. I sold my first one in March of 2020. I'm in the process of selling my second one right now. And then I have my third, the email marketing, which is, um, which is my love. I lo I love that business, but, um, I don't think I'll ever sell it, but is collaborations. Boy yeah. bands are so good at collaborating, collaborating over competition any day. Of course, you know, we were making a joke about like, take my hoops off, right? I've got Justin yes. Timberlake earrings on right now, but you know, take, take my hoops off. Like it's about to go rounds. Uh, there's no way BSB can be in sync. You know, I still, I still feel that way. Yes. But at the end of the day, you know, they, they use that to become even more popular. You know, they were like, you know, whenever they get asked about it, like, oh yeah, we'd love to do a concert with them one day. Sometimes they would do one-offs. And, you know, I'm thinking of in like the eighties, there was that world's AIDS day and yeah. all these celebrities, we are the world. They did that video and think about how big that was and how big of an impact that made um, yeah. on the world, really number one to like, you know, spread awareness about HIV and AIDS, but also yeah. like for their own individual brands, right? Yeah, for so sure. much stronger when you're together and how I, I did this, my, my very first digital product was a book and it was a book on poop. So it was like, it was just a crappy, it was, a. I used to RV. So, you know, in an RV, a caravan, I don't know. What do you guys call it there? Yeah, an RV. Do we have those? Do we, is that a popular panel, thing here? Not like a panel van, what we call a panel van. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So a motorhome, yeah. you know. So yes. Uh, motorhome, yeah. okay. So yeah, I just want to make sure you guys knew what I was talking about. Um, yeah. We have it was a book about It was a book about crappy stories. Because, I mean, it can be hard to be traveling. You've got, you know, you've got your toilet five feet away from your driver's seat. You know, like, it, it looks good on Instagram, uh, but it's not. <laughs> Um, and so I created this book and what was the beauty about it was I didn't even write it. I just asked a bunch of my other blogging friends, Hey, I'm sure you have a story where it was just, you know, like that was the crappiest day ever. Like I want to put that in a book and I got 13 other people. And that's really what really started my journey into digital products, digital marketing, um, and showing me what was possible. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was like, oh no, I've got to create my own thing, you know? And it just built from there, from there, from there. I mean, a podcast interview like this, you know, I, you are sharing, you know, your audience with me and I'm going, I'm going to take this back when Carla sends me the video and, or the recording, and I'm going to share it with my audience because I truly believe in collaboration over competition. And that's something that I try to, you know, exemplify and boy bands do this really good like especially especially in sync they did i think why they became so popular so fast is they were able to recognize like who's what's already working and how can we attach ourselves to that they did collaborations britney spears right they went on tour like a lot of their opening acts britney spears mandy moore um christina aguilera uh, there were a couple more people and, uh, you know, the, there's this famous picture, you'll have to put it in the show notes of the Spice Girls and NSYNC. And I was looking at it the other day and they're literally at a mall. Like they probably were performing at a mall. <laughs> that would never happen nowadays, right? Yeah. Um, and they're just hanging out. And those were like the two 
biggest, you know, groups, girl group, boy group, right? At that time, 1998, right? And like, imagine the mania. So if you can, if you can partner with someone else who's kind of at the same journey as you, right? You're at the same kind of level. Maybe you're both a year into business, something like that. And you can create something together, whether it's a big thing or just a really small, you know, podcast interview, something like that. That's where you really start to see growth. Look at mm. the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. NSYNC, Britney Spears, uh, Aerosmith. I think there was one other person. And then for the promo of it, they got other celebrities. And it was just this big collaboration of like hype, 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 hype. And, you know, you don't have to do everything yourself. I hate the word solopreneur. Like there's no such thing. And there, yeah. or there definitely shouldn't be. Like if you're doing it alone, you're no offense, like you're doing it wrong. Like that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you should stop doing well, that. You get some sure. friends. Sure. Yeah, no, that's so true. Look at how many principles collaboration. We talk about that all the time. Building community, we talk about that all the time. Spot on with their target audience. They really knew them. They really got down to the psyche. Um, what else did you talk about, Liz, in the midst there? Um, I talked about just uh, collaborating, competition. You know, nothing's a competition. It can be a collaboration. And it's kind of, you know, you're just built, you're standing on each other's sh shoulders. And you appear bigger when you're with someone else like oh yeah. wow they're doing something together this seems legit and that yeah. that's how i've built all of my businesses um i just want to check my notes to make sure i'm not forgetting anything because i was just uh thinking about boy bands again <laughs> <laughs> but even yeah so even the boy band itself like there's you know joey chris jc justin lance they're collaborating to create one super group, right? Yes. And, you know, the only reason Justin Timberlake was able to branch out and become something so big was because at first he realized he needed a team. Yeah. He, he had needed, to be something. You know, he couldn't just go out on his own. Like, I truly believe he wouldn't be as successful if he didn't have that, you know, strong foundation, you know, what do they say? Like cut his chops, you know, learned, you know, with a group. And that also, if you watch old videos, they talk about uh, JC Chazay. He was the one driving the team. He was the one that was like, we are literally called in sync. Like we have to run this number again because yes. your foot was in the wrong place. Or, you know, I mean, they used to do everything, you know, they were McDonald's, they were on chapstick, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, was because as a collective, it was that accountability, right? Like I literally just hired someone today to hold me accountable, to like text me every morning, put it in the calendar, say, Liz, this is what you're gonna do today because I've been feeling alone and I've been procrastinating and I'm not hitting the benchmarks I wanna hit. And so I know I need a buddy, I yeah. need a partner, right? There's yeah. no such thing as a solopreneur. And I think boy bands recognize that as well. You know, they, they have that dream, they have that vision, but they know about themselves that they're not going to do it alone. Right. Yeah. They want, they want that collaboration. Does that make yeah. sense? Makes a lot of sense. And that's so amazing. Wow. This, I didn't think that this episode could be so full um, <laughs> of amazing points, <laughs> but I feel like um, it is. And before it, it, we talk here for another two hours, I definitely um, want to say, Liz, 
thanks for that very, ex very extremely, how should I say, in-depth analysis of why boy bands work so well. And, um, in depth, in sync. Yes. Oh my God. There we, there we go again. You know, it's everywhere. Now you're going to see it everywhere. Yes. Now I know you have turned my, um, you have taken my blinders off to seeing it everywhere. Now I'm hype. I'm paying attention in a hyper way. So, um, so before we hit the road, let's tell me what's your all-time favorite NSYNC song. Uh, my all-time favorite NSYNC song is, um, oh my gosh, now I'm like, what's the name? I'm, I'm panicking because <laughs> I have to pick one. <laughs> um, I Thought She Knew. It's actually an acapella song. And yes, really I know that one. Yeah, so NSYNC actually started out you know, as singers like that, it was their craft. They were an acapella group and that was the craft that they were trying to hone. And it's actually every member's um, favorite song as well. And uh, about a year ago, so March, 2020 was the 20th anniversary of NSYNC. And Lance Bass actually got to interview every, he got everyone, including Justin, like to sit down with him and talk about NSYNC. And even Justin said, or I think he asked him what, uh, if no one had ever heard of NSYNC, what song would you want them to hear? And he said, uh, I thought she knew because at the core of every one of us is we are a singer. And that shows off like how hard we worked. Cause I guess they worked on that song. It's on their second album, but it's actually the first song they ever sang together. So it wow. wasn't they perfected that song for five years before they released it to the public. Wow. And I ha that's the only album I have. I don't have any other. I have that one. That's why I know. I thought she knew. Okay, let me not try yeah, and sing it. All right. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful yes. arrangement. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Yes. Um, and then check out my website. <laughs> yes. So let's tell the people. The, so bef before, I tell, before I invite you to tell the people where we could find you, Carla, do you have a favorite NSYNC song or do you have a favorite uh, voice to men song? is the original Motown Philly. So yes, Motown Philly is my song. I can sing it by hand. That's the first thing. Yes. NSYNC, I love them, but I can't say which one is my favorite. I mean, I know the ones that were very popular, like yes. Bye Bye Bye. And like, I know it, but mm, I'm sorry, Liz. I'm not... That's okay. I'm not. That's okay. I'm only slightly offended, but <laughs> I hope you still publish this episode. Yes, we will. We will. We will. Two against one. You and Jamila, you're ending. Okay. I was going to say, what about you, Jamila? What is my favorite song? It's so hard to choose. Like, I really like these songs where they go really deep with the vocals. So, um, you know, the, of course, the favorite. Um, Oh my gosh. Why can't I remember the name of the song? I they know. play it in every wedding. They play it in every This I Promise You. This I Promise You. And I love Gone as well because they, they sing in that song. I think it's very slow and methodical. I like songs like that. But of course, you know, I like pop and I like I like and I love tearing up my heart. That's like one of my faves. I absolutely it's love it. It's a good it's it's a classic. Yes. A classic. Tear up and, and we'll link to all of these videos. <laughs> every song that NSYNC sings would be a classic I mean we're in 2021 I mean it's definitely Thanks, any Mark. song would be a classic 
Yes, yeah, so oh my God. That's me bringing some reality into... Okay, all right. Well, what about boys to men? Like, Let's not even go there. Like, I'm like, a decade. <laughs> all right, Liz, so, so tell the people it. where they can find you and how they can reach you to access your amazing email marketing services. Yeah, sure. So if you also love boy bands or anything from, you know, the mid to late 90s, the the OOs as just like me and you run your own business, you're going to want to check out LizWilcox.com. Um, I make a couple uh, strange in sync jokes right there on the homepage for you. <laughs> and does. normally I talk about email marketing a little more, um, but you can get to know my philosophy on email marketing right there on the homepage. I think email marketing um, should everyone should be doing it and so i don't even require you to opt in to learn the basics of it yeah Love. okay great so go. guys but you should <laughs> yeah but you should opt in anyway yeah because it's just that good right so unless it's also extremely helpful um she goes way above and beyond to help people she was very very helpful to me and i will never forget her and i always recommend her to people so they combine her services right so she's definitely somebody you want on your side and on your team and not to mention she's a whole heap of fun because she brings the she brings that boy man energy right yes if, so, I, if i'm not having fun i'm not doing it <laughs> exactly i mean what's the point right if you're not having a good time so i think that's it for this episode and i know by the way we forgot to mention that this is going to be our final episode for the season yeah. because you know Life is getting very busy and it's becoming harder and harder to publish this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Carla, can you take us out and tell people what um, they should do from this point on and what they should be listening to and what's going to happen next? I don't even know. Oh, my God. So, guys, um, as Jamila said, this is going to be the last season of, um, sorry, last episode of season two, but fair not. You can always find us both on social media. Plus, we do have the Shut Up and Listen community on Facebook at Shut Up and Listen, the podcast. It's on Facebook. Please go in there, share your thoughts, share what, what you want to hear about, share some topics. Um, let's have a discussion. Let's have a celebration of people in business and what they're doing. So even though you're not going to be hearing from us every week officially with new episodes, at least for a little while, be sure to join the community. And also we have a whole heap of fabulous episodes that we've done in the past that you can keep listening to, to help build your brand. Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. So um, everyone, thanks so much for listening and supporting us this season as per usual. Don't forget to connect with us and leave your comments. We would like to hear, were you a big boy band fan? And were you then and are you still now? Did you love anything? Did you love um, boys oh, to men? Yeah. Backstreet boys, we're hoping it's anything, but you know, you like what you like, you know, it's okay. It's a free country. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so thanks again for listening. And of course, don't, don't forget that because there's always something to learn. Don't forget to shut up and listen. Have a great one, guys. Take care. You have just been enlightened and entertained by Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson on the Shut Up and Listen podcast. We expect that you will be listening next week. 
To keep up with us while you wait, connect with me, Jamila, on social media by searching J Bannister Branding on Facebook, JB Branding on Instagram, or Jamila Bannister on LinkedIn. To keep up with Carla, search for Carly Media on Facebook and Instagram or Carla Williams Johnson on LinkedIn.